And then the rest of the book is everything I wish I had known when I had started out. I mean, I wrote it for my younger self. You know, this is the handbook that I wish I had known when I started my career. And I get into nutrition and sleep and a lot of mindset and, um, you know, the mental, the physical, the emotional, I try to hit it from all angles and, um, you know, it's everything I wish that I had known. They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a special guest that I know you guys are really going to enjoy. Let me tell you just a little bit about her, and um, she's going to share her story. So she is an actor, a singer. She's a certified wellness coach. Her name is Deborah Wagner, and she per- she has performed in theaters, cabarets, and screens in New York and Los Angeles. She is a sought-after speaker who gives workshops at universities, theater programs, and corporate groups across the country. And she is an author of the book, The Resilient Author, which sounds amazing, and I'm excited to hear about that. She also um, has, let's see, I wanted to share this part about you because I thought it was so cool. So while she's been working at this creative arts agency, she helped guide the careers of many top names, including Halle Berry. What? I was like freaking out when I saw that. That's so exciting. And how cool. And Antonio Banderas. Am I saying that right? Banderas. Banderas. And uh, Deborah also lives in San Diego with her three children and her dog. So Deborah, thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited to have you and That's for you pleasure. to share a little bit about your story. So it wasn't all roses, I'm sure, when you started. No, there were definitely some roses, but definitely some thorns as well. <laughs> yeah, um, I grew up in Chicago. I started doing theater as a kid, kept going with theater. I, that's what I wanted to do. I I just, um, and that's what everyone just assumed I would always do. Was, I was that kid who was always on stage. So I went to, uh, to college for it, went to a BFA program specifically specializing in performance. And then I went to South Florida and I started performing and I started doing theater and I was living my dream, uh, performing, working a lot, doing a lot of live musical theater, but I was very unhappy and very unhealthy. I was overweight. I was depressed. I was broken out. I was lonely. Uh, when I was working, I felt good. When I w- had any periods of unemployment, which all actors do, I was I would crash. I would feel like I had no life, and um, so I I knew this wasn't working. I was very you know I 
I, a lot of tears, a lot of calling home and hating my life, a lot of um, binging on horrible foods. Um, it, you know, I this I knew that this wasn't wasn't working. I was successful. I was working, but I was not successful as a human. I was mm. unhealthy and unhappy. Yeah, so you know, I, a lot of times we hear all the good stuff, but we don't hear all the things that are kind of in the background of all the things that maybe are you know you're struggling with the things that that uh, you kind of had to fight through to be able to be successful. Yeah. And, you know, you, you slap on the smile and you pretend you got it, but mm -hmm. um, there's only so long you can pretend when you're, you know, I had an eating disorder. I, I was, I was binging and, you know, there's only so long you can, you can pretend. So I went off and I did other things to try the geographical and the uh, situational cures. And I, I, that's when I went to Hollywood. Um, I went back to, to college. I finished my degree and then I went to Hollywood and worked, um, with a whole bunch of movie stars. I worked at a big talent agency, worked as a talent manager, did some, some fun stuff, but I still wasn't happy and I still wasn't healthy. And then moved down to San Diego. I returned to acting, did, did a lot of therapy and a lot of work on myself in, in the meantime, but I'm telling you the short version. And um, through my health journey, and I finally, finally found some answers on how to eat, how to take care of myself, how to get some balance. Uh, I got certified as a health coach. And um, thought, I want to help other people figure this out. Because I finally felt like I was able to return to acting with a much more happy, balanced approach to things. And I thought, okay, I, nobody taught me this stuff. When I was in acting school, this, nobody was mentioning this stuff. I have to help people figure out how to stay sane and healthy in an inherently pretty sane, you know, insane and unhealthy career. So that led to the coaching and to the books, and that's what I'm doing now. So I'm still performing, uh, COVID willing, um, and um, c coaching uh, actors and entrepreneurs and things like that, and then and writing books and and kind of finding finding a better balance. Awesome. So so tell me just a little bit about your wellness coach that you learned. What were some of the things that you were learning that really helped you along the way? Well, we did a deep, I did a program that was a, like a 10 month intensive program. And we did a deep dive on nutrition, supplements, exercise, stress management, relationships, um, all of it. Uh, oh, and, you know, biohacks and kind of creative things, you know, gadgets and all of it, as well as coaching skills and how to talk to people. And, you know, cause that's a, a, a huge component of, you can't just learn stuff and then go, you have to learn how to talk to people and how to ask right, questions, right. how to listen. I love that because you're talking about that well-rounded life. So it's not just one area. It sounds like you had to work on multiple different areas that you had to kind of get in balance. Absolutely. And um, yeah, and I mean, myself, but for every everybody I talk to, it's about dealing with stress. It's about getting enough sleep. It's about eating well. It's about staying hydrated. It's about figuring out what supplements you need about what foods you can and can't handle. And everyone's a little bit different with that. Um, and all those things feed on each other. It's, you know, it's that, that metaphor of the wheel. You can't have just a couple spokes of the wheel. You need to work on it, you know, all the way around. Exactly. Exactly. Category I call the wheel of life. Yeah, yep. exactly. 
So there's all different kinds of areas. And if you have one off, that wheel does not roll very well. So right. I love that. <laughs> um, so tell me just a little bit about your, your eating disorder, because you said you had an eating disorder. How did you actually get past that? Um, I, yeah, I, I had an eating disorder where I would just binge. I would just overeat. Um, so I would, uh, it was emotional and um, emotional. that's how I would deal with the hole in my soul. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I got help with some, with a 12 step program and, uh, that would, that helped me a lot. And then also on my journey, learning about what foods I couldn't, couldn't handle, um, by avoiding, I realized that if I start having sugar, I tend to go off the deep end and want to have all the sugar in the whole wide world or <laughs> any, um, you know, the white foods, you know, right, <laughs> cauliflower, right. those tend to, um, if I have too many carbs, I tend to get uh, moody and depressed and that, that sends me on a cycle. So that's for me, this is something that I need to avoid. And then, you know, a lot of work on myself and finding other ways to fill that hole in my soul besides food. Yes. You know, it was, it was a journey and still, you know, to this day, when I, when things get hard, I sometimes have that voice in my head that says, you know, I, aren't you hungry for something? <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm, I had to learn a lot of other coping skills, but I really love that. And I love that you actually went to, through the 12 step program because, you know, we think of 12 step and we think of, you know, alcoholic or drug addiction or some of those things, but food is just as much an addiction as any other drug that's out there. So I, I really love that you were able to go through that. So was it one specifically just for food disorder? Yeah. I, uh, Overeaters Anonymous was the, okay. I'm not being very anonymous right now, but if I can help people, great. <laughs> um, yeah. And you know, the, the one difference between food addiction and alcohol or narcotics or something like that is we have to get in the cage with our beast mm. every day. You still have to eat. Right. You know, you can make healthier and you don't have to necessarily eat cakes and, and, uh, you know, Coca-Cola and whatever you can still, you can make healthier choices, but you still need to eat. Right. So alcoholics can stop drinking and not drink anymore. It's not like you, well, you have to have three beers a day or something. Um, right. so that, that, that's an extra level of complication. Yeah. Um, Cause you can't just, you can't just cut it off. Sobriety is, is, is different and different people define, uh, abstinence for themselves of what exactly that is for the, for food, but, okay. well, thank but there's, you there's, it's that. amazing. There's a 12 step program for almost everything you could possibly think of. Really? I yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of them. And, um, and the feelings are the same, mm -hmm. you know, be, people use a different drug, but it's for almost everybody. It's, it's the same hole in your soul. It's that same, not enough. It's that same yes. wanting more wanting to exactly. change the way you feel. Exactly. Okay. Well, awesome. So you were able to get past that and, and then kind of learn some new skills that were able to help you. So is that part of what you share in your book is your experience or tell us a little bit about your book and kind of how that came about? Yeah. I mean, the first chapter of the book is my story in all its gory, vulnerable detail. So that's, that's the kind of the, the autobiography part. It's just the, the first chapter to kind of explain where I came from and, um, I tell the story that I told you today because it's my story, but I, I elaborate and get into more gory detail um, <laughs> because I think it's important to know. And uh, like you said, it wasn't all roses. And then the rest of the book is everything I wish I had known when I had started out. I mean, I wrote it for my younger self. You know, this is the handbook that I wish I had known when I started my career. And I get into 
nutrition and sleep and a lot of mindset and, um, you know, the mental, the physical, the emotional, I try to hit it from all angles and, um, you know, it's everything I wish that I had known. Okay. I love that. So you talked about healing your younger self or going or speaking to your younger self and being able to share some things with, with yourself, um, at a younger age. So what were some of those conversations that you were having? Did you have to go back to that younger self? Cause I deal with emotions as well. And so I know how sometimes we have to go back and kind of address those strong emotions that we have when we're younger. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've through 12 steps and through, you know, therapy and, and coaching and things like that. I've had, I'm pretty aware of my story now and why things happened and how I feel about them. Um, so, you know, I've done a lot of work on myself. So I had a pretty good glimpse into um, the emotional stuff and, you know, what are still, you know, still some of the, the hiccups that I have as far as um, my strengths and weaknesses and all that. So um, I did have that awareness going in, but, and I was, so I was able to kind of go back. It was a challenging process sometimes, but to go back and, and think about all the things that I wish that I had learned and, and um, the pain points that I had hit, that I could have saved myself some grief that I had, if I had known it sooner. But I also, a lot of the stuff I cover in the book is not just about me and my stuff, but what I deal with when I speak to clients and what a lot of people I found Oh, okay. um, you know, with the, the stress and the sleep and the, and, um, you know, being able to show up and, and, uh, not talk yourself out of going to an audition or a job interview and, you know, all the, the mental games we play, play with ourselves and things like that. So a lot of goal okay. setting, talking about habits, all that kind of stuff. Okay, great. So you, you speak in the book as if you were speaking to somebody that was younger to say, Hey, these are some things I wish I would have known that I want to share with you kind of things. Is that, is that what I'm hearing? Okay, very cool. And then also your clients that you work with. So you're a wellness coach. So I'm guessing you probably deal with a lot of people that have like, you know, health issues or physical, um, well, I don't, you tell me a little bit about what is that? What is that? Yeah, I mean, I started you? with the community that I know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I started with actors and creatives because that's okay. who I know. Mm-hmm. And then um, I've been branching off a little bit more into different kinds of entrepreneurs and, you know, uh, whoever, if it's a fit, it's a fit. Right. So a lot of the, a lot of the people who come to me are just burnt out, exhausted, or they want to lo- lose 20 pounds or they just something, you know, they just want to relight their pilot light, you know, kind of get their spark back. So mm-hmm. with a lot of people, it is about stress management or, or, um, losing some weight or just healthy habits. And I work, I don't have one program that I follow with everyone. I, it's not a cookie cutter thing. I, I like to sit down with people and figure out what their goals are. What do they want? And mm-hmm. what ways do we together think that would work for them to get there? And then the accountability of it. So every person has a different program. I don't just say, well, you're in the weight loss program. We're going to do this. It's whatever they bring to the table, whatever they want, whatever they need. Um, And people have a different timeline. People have different resources. Um, 
And you know, that's great because yeah, what works for one or what one needs, another one might not. And yeah. so I love that you cater it towards the actual individual. And that's a, that's a really good thing because then they know that they're going to get help for exactly what they're, they're there for. So that sounds wonderful. Yeah. And, and some and people are the pull the bandaid off fast people and they mm -hmm. want to just do it all. And, and some people want to do baby steps. And there's not a right or wrong way. It's you got to, you know, help the person the way, you know, meet them where they are, help them in the way they want to be helped. Right. And push right. them a little. Perfect. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and give accountability. That's definitely love, where yeah. we, we help others. So um, I usually ask my clients at the end of our, our session is, what was the one thing that you use that really helped you through your transition of being able to get past um, all of these things that you were dealing with mentally, emotionally, physically, all of these different things. What was the one thing that you felt that might help one of our listeners that might be listening and dealing with the same thing? I think one of the things that um, is a key element to my getting out of my own way and that um, that I, I include in the book is to not put all of my eggs in one basket mm -hmm. um, and not, you know, be careful of how I label myself and how I label success. Because I had decided that I was a successful human being if I was working and, you know, if my career was going well. And that was the only metric that I measured my success and that I put so much uh, importance and my value in my career. And so if career wasn't going well, I had nothing. So mm -hmm. to, f to have other things that I derive value and pleasure from relationships, hobbies, uh, uh, yoga practice, uh, your book club, your, your family, your, you know, your pets, what, whatever it, you know, your, the fact that you have a beautiful garden, whatever it is, but mm -hmm. to not put it all on your career or your, you know, your job. You know, or, or any one thing or your relationship to not put all of your eggs in one basket. So if that one particular thing happens to go off the rails, which happens, I mean, life happens, um, that, um, it, it all isn't lost. So to, to spread yourself out, even yourself out, balance more and invest your time and energy into more than one thing. So you're, you're not dependent on that one thing. Right. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And, and so true, you know, we can focus on one thing and if that's not going well, then we just don't feel good. Yeah. So to have that balance really does kind of help us to, you know, when something's not going quite right, then we can focus on some of the other things that are going really well. So mm -hmm. I really love that. Um, I really appreciate you, Deborah, sharing your story today. I appreciate you bringing this um, beautiful message of those that might be struggling, that maybe actors or, you know, artists and, and speakers and, you know, entrepreneurs, there's so many out there that struggle with a lot of these things. And so being able to you know, maybe purchase your book and, and get some answers to some of those things and maybe help them. And, and I know you have a freebie, which is a quiz. Is that right? Can you tell us? Yeah. About yeah. It's, I, you know, everybody asked me about resilience and what exactly is resilience and am I resilient and how do you know? So I made a little quiz. So it's at uh, com slash quiz. You can take the quiz and uh, find out if how resilient you are and what areas you might need to work on. 
and um, yeah. Okay, perfect. And then your book again, the name of it was the the resilient uh, actor, resilient actor. So <laughs> actors. Um, so tell me just, um, where can we get, where can they get your book? It's on Amazon. So I've got, um, the resilient actor and the resilient actors workbook and planner are on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And, um, I just recorded an audiobook, So it's on audible as well. Perfect. So I love that you have a workbook with it as well. So that's something that they can obviously work through some of these things that you're, you're sharing with in your book. So Deborah, thank you again for being on our show. I, I can't wait to air this and share it with all of our listeners. I know they're going to love it and I appreciate you coming and being with us today on Power to Grow. I'm grateful to have this conversation. Thank you. You're welcome. My name is Donna Gammon and this is Power to Grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon and this is Power to Grow. Thank you.